Good morning. Uh, happy to be happy to be uh, finished up as we talked about, or I said in my open, my remarks at the end. We're pleased to be able to get our most of our amen, uh, agenda items through. In fact, really all of them, from our uh, public safety to our mental and uh, uh, public health and um, everything in between. And a lot of health care cost issues, which were a big challenge through this legislative session, but uh, super important to us. So we're grateful to have that done. Um, happy to answer any questions that you guys might have. What happened with the budget here on the final day? So we, uh, we uh, obviously had two conference committee reports on that. That's pretty rare for us, frankly. And uh, the, the bottom line is that there was misunderstanding in the way we had it drafted. And um, uh, so when we took a look at the school runs, it, it wasn't what we intended to have happen. The idea was that we would take really the Senate's version of the budget as it pertained to the K through 12 public school and put the vouchers on top of that. It kind of got squashed in between there. And so there wasn't as much, un in, much money in there for the, uh, for the traditional public schools. And so we had to go start over and get it to where we needed it to be. And at the end of the day, we've got uh, it's about $1.5 billion that go on to K through 12 public education. Uh, over a billion of that is going to our traditional public schools, um, uh, which is to, and, and as Senator Mishler talked about, the, uh, the increases of about uh, oh, 7%, a little over 7%, ultimately at the end of the two-year biennium, 10%, uh, which we're particularly proud of. And obviously a big change from the school runs that came from that uh, second version of the conference, conference Committee report. So uh, we were pleased to be able to get that done and, and uh, through our efforts with the House. How much did calls from uh, other from outside people outside the State House impact uh, that final? You know, very relevant, but you know, the bottom line is it wasn't, when we started looking at it, it wasn't where we thought it was going to be, and it wasn't satisfactory to us. So we were going to take a very serious look at that without any calls, but we certainly got some calls, and uh, I know I did from some of my constituent superintendents, and a lot of members did. Uh, so uh, we were probably going to look at it anyway, but they certainly let us know they had an opinion on it. The ICA has called the revision an improvement, but they say it's still not enough for many school districts to give teachers raises. Democrats echo down the floor. What's your response? I don't think I've ever seen them say they had enough. Was the problem with the budget um, just in the Senate, or the, the House, was this also not what the House intended, or is it only not what you would You'll have to ask them. They told us to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you feel like you've done enough to really move the needle on public and mental health when it didn't meet what reports said was the need? Yeah, I do. I mean, with the, with the public health, $75 million and $150 million, plus some other, uh, some other monies for, uh, uh, you know, trauma and things of that nature. So, you know, that's a big, that's a big bite, and uh, it's going to, we are changing the way we're delivering that kind of health with a, a lot of collaboration between the state and the local governments. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. You know, we could have put more money in there. Uh, I think that uh, as we begin a new program like that, it might have been hard to spend. Uh, same thing with the mental health idea. 50 million and 50 million is an awful lot of money. Um, you know, I know Senator Kreider and some other advocates wanted significantly more than that. And uh, this will be something that we're continuing to invest in for a long time. Mental health is not going to get cured over the next two years with 50 million and 50 million. So, uh, 
but it's a it's a really good uh, productive start, and we're happy to watch it, keep an eye on it, measure it, see how we're doing, and continue to invest in it. Why do you think we ended up with the healthcare costs? Ask that again. I'm sorry. Your assessment of where we ended up with the healthcare cost legislation? Oh, pretty good. Uh, you know, we have uh, um, the PBM legislation got through today, and that was a heavy lift. Uh, Senator Bush did a nice job on the um, uh, the non-competes that got changed over in the House. I probably like the Senate version better, but it's still very relevant. And um, uh, with regard to uh, 1004, that was a long conversation. I can't even begin to count the number of conversations I had with hospitals over the last six months, let alone that uh, Senator Charbonneau had with them and members of the House. Uh, you know, the, 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 there's a couple big pieces of 104. One is side of service will have a significant impact, I think, when it finally kicks in, in uh, 2005, I guess it is now. Um, but also a really big piece is the data collection, so we can really begin to see where we are. The RAND study's done a good job of helping us compare ourselves with other states, but uh, we'll also see how we how we fare when, when it comes to spending on Medicaid with other states. So that data will be uh, really valuable as we continue to assess this and try to make sure that healthcare costs are affordable for Hoosiers uh, for over the next couple of years, well, well into the future. Why no 13? That would allow Indianapolis to impose a tax for these economic enhancement districts. Uh, this, but this didn't show up in any bill or amendment. Uh, why did this show up so late in the process? Well, so the uh, the idea of the, uh, the low barrier homeless shelter was something that had been uh, proposed and discussed uh, on some level through the legislative session. I think $20 million is what we ended up putting in there. Uh, we added some language that would allow the uh, the Indianapolis to uh, to uh, put in an assessment to help pay for that. I think Indianapolis, as I understand it, is happy with that. And, uh, you know, the, the purpose behind that is we'll, we're happy to, to put in this $20 million to help that get started. It's going to help the homeless. It's going to help, uh, help them find uh, a place to be and maybe uh, a, a path to stability, which is really, really valuable. And it's going to help the uh, downtown continue to remain vibrant like we want it to be as the capital city of, uh, of our state. And so and, and this will give them a revenue stream so that they can make that uh, ongoing into the future. Why did the Senate nix the 13th check? So I have said before, I'd like to try and see us get out of the 13th check business and move to uh, to a COLA. Um, and uh, we did that two years ago in the budget and added a 1% COLA. And uh, there is a process in which we can get paid in. And so we uh, we had a little bit of money for a COLA, but it was about 0.4%, which really didn't feel like enough uh, significance to do. And so we have charged um, uh, uh this to, to go to a study committee to figure out the uh, how we can do that in an ongoing way to provide a COLA at least every other year, every budget year, to provide some benefit or a cost of living allowance to the folks who are uh, receiving those pensions. That seems like a better path. Can you also talk about why your caucus wanted to see the salary increases for elected officials? Yeah, um, you know, we had a bill on that. Senator Sandlin had a bill on that. I don't think it got a lot of movement, but uh, you know, our, our, our state elected officials, first of all, uh, not a one of them asked for it. And um, in fact, when we started to discuss it, uh, the governor and the lieutenant governor said, put this out beyond the time that I'm going to be here, at least in my current office. And uh, I appreciate and respect that. Uh, but the other officers didn't ask for it either. They are 
uh, woefully underpaid as per a study that was done here, but also if you compare them to other states, and uh, that was uh, frankly a fairly easy decision to make. Why take the $300 million for K-12 out of the pre-96 uh, pension? Well, we, we had to find it from somewhere because, again, we needed to fund schools in a way that we intended to fund schools. And uh, it's uh, you don't just, you know, pull $300 million out of the air. That pre-96 is really important to you or to us, as all of you know. And uh, But uh, it seemed like this was a good investment, too, and it was uh, a, a, a piece that we could use that the House would uh, concur with. And so it uh, seemed like a good opportunity. In your view, what's the single biggest win for Hoosiers of this session? I would say uh, the single biggest win is the progress we made on the cost of health care. That's been a huge priority of ours, a huge priority of mine. We put an awful lot of hours into it. Charbonneau, Senator Charbonneau put hours and hours into it. Senator Garten did as well. Senator Bush did. We just had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, sweat equity put into it from our caucus. And uh, I think that has the ability um, to, uh, to help Hoosiers across the state from uh, in, in every corner of our of our society what uh, what's something that uh, you didn't get across the finish line that you're already kind of thinking about for next session well, I'm already thinking about a dozen things I don't know that it's because we didn't get something across the finish line I mean frankly we got most of what like I said we got all of our priority items but we need to continue to look about um, uh, what we're what we're doing in the mental health space we need to continue to look at uh, um, uh, oh, just a number of different things. I've got some written down. I'll look at those in a couple of weeks and start uh, start that process. It seems like we kind of started to hear some uh, suggestions that Medicaid spending may get more of a look next year. What's yeah, I mean, if you ask me what I what I lay awake at night thinking about, it's Medicaid spending. I mean, that grew to the tune of nearly two and a half billion dollars. Uh, this uh, this time, it's the second largest item in our budget, and it's. Uh, um, you know, we don't. We're fortunate in Indiana. We don't really have any uh, uh, like the federal government does of any of these um, uh, spending programs that you that just kind of run the budget. Um, we have to be extremely cognizant of that one because that could become that. Thanks very much, Senator. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate uh, appreciate all the, uh, your efforts this uh, this session. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.